0: Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something
1: that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move.
0: What the heck's
2: going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They they have a real shot to get to
1: And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. My name
3: is Travis Sparks, and I cheer for Illinois athletics, and I obviously do not deserve good things.
2: And Eric Fry. Because every time you say Belama, I think of Brad Bielema. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
3: happening out there? Welcome in. Welcome, one and all, to another day, to another edition of the starting lineup. we here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. We're live in the studios of Jack FM and 98.9 The Game. And Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry to my right. And we're here hanging out with you, talking about sports for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Got a good show lined up for you as always here on this Thursday, Throwback Thursday, Thirsty Thursday, whatever you want this Thursday to be. Start of a new NFL week for those that celebrate.
2: And coming up soon, Travis, in this show, I'll tell you why it's Throwback because something is being brought up from the past that could affect the future.
3: Mm, Very cryptic. Yeah. I guess you'd say yes. Uh, there, of course, so we got uh, some uh, Major League Baseball postseason to uh, talk about last night, a uh, boy, oh boy, do we! There's a lot to unpack in uh, the uh, baseball world that coming out of last night, and we have uh, two uh, teams that are uh, moving on. So we'll get into that. Coming up here in just a sec, but uh, we also got some uh, local sports to hit up on. and Not a lot happening from yesterday, a light schedule for Wednesday, but uh, we'll get you up to date on what the schedule looks like for uh, today, and uh, we will also uh, be taking a look at where our area teams stack up in the Associated Press high school polls for football as we enter week eight tomorrow. And uh, we also got to hit up on uh, some other national sports, like I mentioned, NFL, starting off uh, the week with Thursday Night Football, Broncos Chiefs tonight, certain someone be in attendance, possibly. I heard yes. I heard so. And uh, we'll take a look at that and hit up on what happened in uh, the NHL uh, last night as he did it. The Golden Goose is on the board. He is. First NHL goal. I mean
2: didn't help the team but
3: 893 more to go the tie wayne gretzky all right
2: well let's not get ahead of ourselves here
3: hey tnt put up the graphic
2: oh did they i didn't see that
3: i'm pretty sure i, oh, I didn't get fooled gravy. by by social media
2: 18 let him be <laughs>
3: yeah he is still a teenager that's right uh, <laughs> uh so we'll explore that as well so Of course, uh, whatever we don't get to here in the podcast or whatever we don't get to here in the traditional show, we get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion, including a couple area coaches uh, coming at you. We got uh, Coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates and we got Coach Hefner from the FEM Hearts coming up in the uh, podcast as well, talking about uh, their matchups tomorrow evening. And you can catch the Hearts game over on Jack and Cumberland's game over on WCRA. Cumberland returns to a Friday night Yes. this time around rather than that Saturday game that they had last week with Tri-County. But we'll preview all those Week 8 matchups on tomorrow's show. Alright, so we got a lot to get to here today and let's get it started and let's hit it up on First Things First.
1: Before we get into the show...
3: first things first. And we're starting off in a Major League Baseball postseason action as two teams clinched and punched their ticket to CSs and first on the board was the Astros as that's right they got it done as they're going back to their 7th straight mm-hmm. ALCS now it's official as they won this game yesterday against Minnesota eliminating them 3 to 2 was the final in uh, this one, as it was uh, Jose Abreu. Yes, everyone was worried about those lefties in the lineup, rightfully so. i uh, worried about Yodon Alvarez, but it was Jose Abreu with a big blow there in the uh, fourth inning to put the Astros on top 3-1. to one. Uh, Minnesota did try to make it a little closer there in the sixth with a Julian home run, uh, but that was uh, just made a 3-2, to two and they couldn't get any more runs across the board, and when Yuridi left the game, mm-hmm. the bullpen completely shut down the Minnesota offense. They didn't allow a single hit and only one walk for the bullpen in uh, all those innings in relief. Uh, they're in about three and a third innings of relief. So uh, bullpen really shut down that Twins offense. And Twins' bullpen was doing good, but problem was they just didn't score enough runs. And so Houston wins this and they take the series.
2: And let's talk, Travis, you mentioned Jose Abreu. First 110 games as an Astro was not good. 10 home runs, 56 RBIs, a 634 OPS. He then went on the IL, Mm -hmm. came back August 23rd. Since then, he has 11 home runs, including two in the last three games, 42 RBIs and 891 OPS. And how befitting it must have been and how upsetting it must have been for the Twins to see this guy who terrorized them as a White sock,
3: mm-hmm. Right.
2: eliminates them. Yep. So yeah. now, as you said, the Astros will return uh, to the CS. They're going to meet their division rival, the Rangers, Travis. And so that means, no matter what, we know the World Series is going through the state of Texas.
1: Mm-hmm. The state of yep. Texas
2: is going to have the World Series. It's the first time since 08 that teams from the same division will meet in the ALCS, that is the Rays and the Reds. And it's the first time ever that two teams from the same state Will meet in a league in the postseason with a trip to the World Series on the line. So, never happened before. And I mm-hmm. guess once you think about it, like Cubs and White Sox, ALNL, you know, Marlins, Rays, ALNL, Mets, Yankees, ALNL. There's not a whole lot. I mean, the only place I could think of would be California, but mm-hmm. that would require. The Giants and Dodgers to both be good at the same time, and the Angels and the uh, A's to both be good at the same time. So mm-hmm. we know neither of those are happening.
3: <laughs> yeah, at least part of that equation yeah. uh, is happening uh, there. But uh, of course, the seventh straight appearance is the longest uh, yep. suck streak uh, since the Braves did it back in the 90s from 1991 to 1999. And they went to eight straight NLCSs there during their outstanding run. So those are the only two teams to do so to have such streak streaks there and that's right it's an all texas alcs mm-hmm. for you and uh, so uh go texas i guess
2: yeah te- texas is having the world series just a matter of which team
3: go rangers if you're asking if you're asking me you're asking travis uh let's see do they decide when this is gonna Going to get underway? Um, I think this weekend. On Monday. Oh, okay. Looks like. Nope, that's game two. It is on Sunday. Yep, Sunday. It's game one. So, uh, Indian is mm-hmm. where it will start off. So, yep. game one, Texas-Houston uh, coming at you in the ALCS. Mm-hmm. And at least so one half of the uh, NLCS is decided. Uh, that's right, the Diamondbacks. They got it done, people, as they uh, swept the Dodgers last night. This one was by the final of a four to two. Uh, the Diamondbacks went and celebrated in the pool out there in the outfield, and just amazing what they did here as they sweep the Dodgers right out of the postseason. And they won the game uh, last night a four to two. And they also made history in doing so. They hit four home runs in one inning.
2: Yep uh four home runs in one inning like I said first team in MLB postseason history of four homers in a single inning they all came off of Lance Lynn making him the first pitcher to allow four home runs in an inning in postseason history Dodgers starters for this series Travis combined for four and two-thirds of an inning in Mm. three games that's the fewest innings by a starting pitcher in the first three games of a series in postseason history so the Dodgers will join the Orioles. And it'll be the first time multiple 100-win teams were swept in a single postseason. So, Mm -hmm. uh, gotta love that. I I love seeing the Dodgers go down. And, you know, this, you know, I I heard, I think at the start of the season, Travis, and I think it's very true because we've talked all postseason long about, um, you know, the the youth of this Diamondbacks team. You know, we talked about all the home runs they hit and and the age of the players. Mm -hmm. I'm officially calling it. They are the Baby Backs. Yeah, the baby backs are here, and let's you know we mentioned it, Travis. You know they're going to the CS for the first time since two thousand seven. This is after remember they were swept at the very end of the regular season. They were swept mm-hmm. in their last series by the Astros. Yep. They have now won five straight. That is the longest win streak to begin a postseason in MLB history by a team that was swept in its regular final regular season series. Mm-hmm. First one one, 1963 Dodgers four straight. 1997 Marlins won four straight. You don't know what both those two teams have in common?
3: What do they have in common? They
2: both won the World Series. Oh. So, again, I said it yesterday, the D-backs are your entertaining favorite to be in the World Series.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting.
2: And I know you said you were rooting for the Rangers, Travis. But who started this streak that the Diamondbacks are on? Oh, yeah, getting swept by the Astros. Wouldn't it just be poetic if they swept the Astros – in the World Series to end the postseason, mm. I would love the Diamondbacks to go sweep the entire postseason.
3: Wow, that would be that would be something. Yeah, the Dodgers' starting pitching just wasn't sharp in mm-hmm. the series, and that's what they can attribute that to. And uh, man, that last home run uh, by Moreno uh, there in the third inning, there was a little bit of controversy, a uh, review of a fair or foul home run and then the very next pitch after the review was that uh, home run and there was no doubt whether that was going to be a fair or foul. Uh he hit that one to left left center field. Mm-hmm. Uh there so uh man just the Dodgers just can't get it done and again I love some of these uh stats and info from ESPN. Uh, The Dodgers had 16 more wins than the uh, Diamondbacks and lost the series. In each of the last three postseasons, the Dodgers have lost to an opponent that they had 15 or more wins better than in the regular season. There are only three prior instances of a team losing a playoff round in which they had at least 15 more wins than their opponent.
2: Travis, they have won 100 games four times in the past five years, I think, throughout 2020. Mm -hmm. and they have not advanced out of the NLDS.
3: Yep. The uh, Dodgers have 317 regular season wins in the last three years, but zero World Series appearances to show for it. That's the most wins by any team in a three-season span in which they did not even reach the World Series. So they can stack this lineup. They can add Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. I'm going I'm to say
2: something here on, on this just can't Thursday get to morning, the World Travis. It's time to move on from Dave Roberts.
3: Yeah, I think that, that conversation think that's a is... question that
2: they have to be having out in L.A.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because something is happening to where they're not getting it done when it matters. Right. Now, let's go big picture here because that's what everyone's doing today. So I will jump on the bandwagon as well. Uh-huh is it time to look at how we have the postseason structured? Oh boy because the Braves are a game away from losing. you can hear that game today over on 99 the game starting at 6 30.. Braves lose. that's three of the top four teams out in the first round. one yeah. one team has got a win.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: not not a series win I'm saying a single game win out of the top five teams in baseball
3: Hmm. yeah I don't know how you make everyone happy and I don't know how you eliminate the five day uh, in between the number one and two seeds from playing but I like how the playoff structure is right now in the sense of I didn't like the one game right anything can happen type of deal and it wouldn't matter this time around I mean you know the team's got swept anyways right, right. so
2: I, and that's not how you do baseball baseball is series exactly you know, yeah I, I, that's why i think and i'm gonna get a lot of heat for this and that's okay i think you need to reduce the wild card
3: so you just go back to the way the way it was is just two teams mm-hmm. mm. yeah it'd be definitely it would be hard to to go back
2: Either that or you're gonna expand But you need to have something to where everyone is playing the same time. There Mm -hmm. is no waiting. Yeah. And I know people say, well, but then what's the advantage of having the best? I don't know. Because Mm -hmm. it used to be home field advantage. That doesn't matter anymore. Right. So I don't know what the advantage is because obviously resting five days is not an advantage.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only thing that I would personally change, and I don't know if it would change the outcome any, but... Uh, I would have that. There's no way that the Braves and Phillies should be matching up in the first round of the playoff series. Uh, the Braves should have been taking on the Diamondbacks because the Diamondbacks were the lowest seed, and uh, the Di- and the Braves were the number one overall seed, so they should have been facing the lower seed.
2: Like a reseeding after yeah. the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can see that, but that still isn't.
3: Yeah, I don't know if that, that really solves the yeah,
2: not think I don't know if that solves, solves, that solves issue. the issue. The other thing I read, and again, this is a very valid argument, is the Phillies, the Diamondbacks, the Astros, and the Rangers have been playing meaningful baseball for the past two months while everyone else had clinched at least a playoff spot and had not been playing meaningful baseball. Mm-hmm. Could that be a factor? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so because I think all these guys are going out there giving it their best to every game. But something I think has to – MLB is not happy with this result. Us as fans, we're happy. But MLB is not happy with this because, Travis, are you telling me we could have a Texas Ranger Diamondback World Series?
3: Yeah, I'm sure that ratings will be – Ratings. Through the roof. Bonanza. (laughs) through the roof so uh so and you're every telling game me will start
2: at like eight o'clock at night or during the sun
3: yeah right so you're telling me the only thing that is keeping us from a world series rematch of houston and of philadelphia is the diamondbacks and the rangers i don't have a lot of confidence but there's crazy the things. they're done they're cooked yeah i know i agree they're they're cooked uh they lost last night uh yesterday whatever you want to call it tended to they got whooped as man this has gotten uh again it's a shame that this is only a five game series because now now it's personal with philadelphia and atlanta with the whole uh arcia comments and bryce harper staring them down after both home runs and uh, nick castellanos And Bryce Harper coming in with uh, Coach Prime gear representing Colorado for meaning that they took R.C.'s comments personal. And um, Philly came out and they whooped the Braves.
2: Uh, I agree with what you're saying about how it should be a seven-game series. However, if it was a seven-game series, Travis, this game tonight wouldn't mean what it does with who's on the mound and where he's at. Right. And I think that, to me, is what is going to make tonight so electric.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, no no denying that the Philly crowd makes that one of the best postseason environments. And it's going to get turned up a notch even more with the Phillies on the verge of Going back to the CS, and yes, Mr. Spencer Strider is on the mound. He got lit up last postseason here in Philly. And, of course, the comments that he made a few weeks ago or a month ago or whatnot for some strange reason, uh, they were interviewing him on the field, and he was saying how that he liked that there was no fans during COVID. Yep. So that he said that fans shouldn't be allowed in games or something, and that was his hot sports yep. take that caused some controversy or whatever when yep. they asked him just some silly random questions. Here,
2: here's here's my question for you, Travis, and and I agree with you. I think, I think the Phillies will clinch it tonight. If they don't, if Spencer Strider comes out, throws seven – scoreless innings, 10 Ks. The crowd doesn't affect him. Do the Braves win this series? Because I think yes. I think the Braves momentum. win this series if it goes back to Atlanta.
3: Yeah, the momentum. Because
2: went. you have all this momentum building in Philadelphia, and then for it to just and right. not do it, that would almost be like a knockout blow in a boxing fight where you're not quite out yet, but you're staggering. You're at an eight count. You're kind of there, but not really. So. um right. I kind of hope that the Braves win because I want one of these series to be interesting and go down to the wire. Right. Because none of these series in the entire playoffs have been interesting. Yeah, really. So, um, I want to talk, Travis, about your boy, who's going to be a future Cardinal, according to you, Aaron Nola, last night. Oh, yeah, he was great. Fair high nine strikeouts. Yes. Here's the problem, Travis. I'm Uh, going to bring this up. Aaron Nola in his career, Travis, he has started four games in the wild card of the LDS. Mm-hmm. He is four and zero. He's pitched yep. twenty five and a third innings. He has a .71 ERA with twenty four strikeouts. That's amazing. That seems pretty good. In the LCS in the World Series, he has three starts, zero and 13 innings, and a nine six nine ERA. Mm-hmm. That is awful.
3: Maybe not so great.
2: He's allowed fourteen earned runs in thirteen innings. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I okay. mean, it wouldn't be a problem for the Cardinals if they got him because they don't make it past the DS anymore. Exactly. So he'd be fine. But exactly. I just you got to fix that. You got to be good in the CS and the World Series. Obviously, you can't sure. you can't fall flat in those yeah. two spots. No,
3: definitely not. It's just one of those crazy stats there that. Yep. Uh, pitcher when it gets down to the nitty-gritty and means the most I would love for tonight Spencer Strider to uh, flip it on the Phillies and uh, take it personal uh, as well like uh, Philadelphia did uh, the other night and I think maybe this could be uh possibly a rally cry for Atlanta to rally around our Arcia mm-hmm. and um, kind of take it right back to him shove it down uh Philadelphia and the Phillies uh give them a taste of their own mess and uh, tonight with uh, Strider throwing out of gym. So yep. hopefully that can happen. And uh, then that would push the uh, game five back to Atlanta. And that would be on a Saturday for that game. So mm-hmm. uh, Ranger Suarez is going to be the uh, starter for uh, Philadelphia. We'll see if he's on a little uh, pitch count or inning batter count uh, this time around uh, there and how they manage their bullpen and whatnot. So hopefully it should be good. And like you said, Right here on 989? Nine? Yes. 630. You can hear it. 630. It's when the pregame show starts. Before
2: we end our baseball talk, Travis, mm-hmm. we've we've done it to Mr. James, so now I am going to do it to the Dodgers. Their World Series does not count. They won it in the 2020 bubble.
3: Yeah. Valid.
2: Does not count. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it with LeBron and the Lakers. We're gonna do it with the Dodgers because they yeah. haven't made it that far since. Yeah. So therefore, it didn't count.
3: One hundred percent. So, the the hot seat should even be, a be more hot. for Dave Roberts. So, <sighs> I I would agree with the, those sentiments. That's funny how L A. both took those, uh, both those uh, series and NBA mm-hmm. Finals. So. Yeah,
2: how how funny, Travis? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, Almost yeah. like they were trying to get the country together and bring happiness to people.
3: Uh, and where well, are there sh- more
2: people than anywhere else besides New York, L A.
3: Well, they should have told them that the nation isn't happy when LeBron uh, wins. Also, for, weren't, 95% of it.
2: weren't those 2020 uh, postseason games in L.A.? Uh,
3: I don't know if they were in L.A. I know they were in San Diego and they played in Texas okay. uh, as well. So I know that's where the World Series took place. Okay. So. But, yeah,
2: it doesn't count. Dave Roberts, you don't have a World Series. You still mm-hmm. haven't done it. You need to be fired.
3: Yep, I agree. I agree. All right, so that was our uh, baseball talk uh, today. And uh, coming up, let's talk some uh, more local sports and uh, get to uh, the uh, schedule for today coming up here on the Star Lineup.
1: From the 98 9, the Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Hey, 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 hey. 3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Our homes are where we feel the most happy, safe, and secure. So when we see signs of foundation problems, like cracks and uneven floors, we want to make sure it's fixed forever. At Woods Basement Systems, we understand. We've been eliminating foundation worries since 1986. Call Woods at 800-388-9326 for a free estimate. That's 800-388-9326 and stop worrying. Foundation problems don't get better with time, they get better with us. The all things basement experts. Go online to WoodsBasementSystems.com today. That's WoodsBasementSystems.com.
0: ZipRecruiter.com slash free.
1: And now, the starting lineup. It is
3: disrespectful to have the softball national championship at two o'clock in the afternoon. What is that?
1: On 98 9, the game.
3: back In the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at some local sports action for you. Not a lot from yesterday, a light schedule for your Wednesday. Uh, let's take a look at it. In high school uh, volleyball in the uh, Lincoln Prairie, it was Heritage defeating the Meridian in a, a three-set match as it was Meridian in the first set, 25-23. Heritage wins the second set, 25-20, and the third set as well, 25-20. And the uh, LIC was Paris over Danville, 25-21, 25-17, And it was Clinton over Decatur MacArthur in two sets, 25-17 and 25-20. And in soccer, had a regular season matchup, final one, I think, of the regular season for Mount Zion, as it was Jacksonville winning 1-0 over the Braves. And that was it from yesterday's local action. Let's take a look at the schedule for uh, today in high school volleyball. We got the NTC tournament uh, getting underway uh, this evening there at St. Anthony at the Inlow Center. And it is Pool A's turn to go today as it is uh, St. Anthony versus Nyoga at 5 o'clock. And we also have uh, the six seed Dietrich going up against the seventh seed Nyoga at uh, 6 o'clock. And we also have. Uh, and the uh, number one seed, St. Anthony, against the six seed, Dietrich, there at 7 o'clock uh, there for uh, that one, and more volleyball action coming up for Pool B and Pool C. Pool B is going to be at um, the inlow Center, and Pool C is going to be taking place at the uh, St. Anthony Grade School uh, gymnasium uh, there, so... Uh, we'll get you up to date on the schedule for that uh, tomorrow. And then the pool play uh, winners will um, play on Saturday. Uh, they starting at 9 a.m. for the ATC tournament. And uh, the Apollo Conference uh, tonight, we have uh, Matt Toon at Rantoul. And we have uh, Taylorville at Mount Zion. And FEM is at Muhammad Seymour. Lincoln Prairie at Tri-County at Sullivan. Arcola at Blue Ridge. Heritage at Arthur Lovington, at Hammond, Argenta at Ocac Valley, Cerro Gordo hosting Villa Grove, and we have Cumberland at Unity Christian, and we have Alney at Newton tonight in the LIC, Casey hosting a Marshall, all along at Lawrenceville, Barris at Robinson and the CIC, the St. Teresa at Tuscola, Clinton hosting Central AM, Shelbyville at Warrensworth latham South Central Conference, Vandalia hosting Pena, North Mac at Staunton, Carlinville at Piasol, Hillsborough hosting Gillespie and Litchfield at Greenville in soccer. at Taylorville at Matt, uh, Muhammad Seymour, uh, Mattoon at Charleston, and in cross country we got CHBC at Dietrich. Tri-County at Heritage and the uh, Central Illinois Conference meet at Shelbyville this evening. And we also got in high school tennis St. Joe Ogden at uh, Muhammad Seymour there this evening and also who well, we got in uh, this morning uh, the uh, 2023 all ntc conference of baseball team so here we go here as uh, on the uh, first team for baseball this fall it was a uh, dylan elam from altamont connor repke from uh, st anthony also beau adams from st anthony uh, nathan Stimke from altamont clayton Wochek from chbc and jack compton from north clay clay city adam atwood from brownstown st elmo and callaway smith from uh, South Central, and also on the first team and uh, named the MVP of the uh, fall season was Brock Fierde from St. Anthony. The second team was Caden uh, uh, Craig from North Clay, Clay City, Aiden uh, Lorenzen from uh, St. Anthony, Connor uh, Manhart from Windsor's Two Straws, Keegan Schultz from Altamont, Colin Smith from South Central, Kaden Melville uh, from Altamont, Ethan Robbins also from Altamont, Matt Probst from Indioga and AJ Rodoloff for C H B C. Honorable mentions were Wyatt Ruff from CHBC, Gavin Meinhart from Dietrich, Ian Jones from North Clay, Clay City, Sam Link from St. Anthony, and Jackson Gurgle from Windsor, Stewart and Strasburg. So the all conference baseball team right there for twenty twenty three for the NTC. There you go. Congratulations.
2: Congratulations.
3: Yep. Congratulations to all of those guys for making the team. All right. Uh, so uh, we will we'll, uh, move on here and we're want to talk some more football as it is uh, the Associated Press High School football polls as we enter week eight and where our area teams uh, stack up with that coming up next
1: here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Um, uh, I'm fine, pops. <sighs> What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. I'm without a compass. Eyes waiting, started to wonder. Metamorphosis, the loss of who you thought you is. When your kid can't find the language...
3: Help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures.
2: Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy is an independently owned Health Mart Pharmacy and is committed to the Effingham and surrounding communities. At Andy's, you'll experience a warm, caring, compassionate expert dedicated to your health. Their pharmacists have a personal commitment to you and our communities. Visit Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy today at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care.
1: Fall is here, and that means falling leaves. At Huberger's Furniture Company,
2: that means it's time for falling prices. So hurry out to take advantage of these savings Slash prices in all departments. And remember, at Eubinger's, we have free financing available for qualified buyers. So if new furniture or bedding is in your future, then now is the time to fall into these huge savings. Only at Eubinger's Furniture Company, where the deals are worth a drive. Highway
1: 50 East, Florida. Klein Tools are new at Lowe's, pros. Lowe's knows you want top brands and quality products, and Klein Tools delivers. Right now, get the Klein 3-Piece Modbox Mobile Workstation for $319.94, and the Klein 5-Piece Cushion Grip Screwdriver Set for just $34.97, both exclusively at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein tools, the highest quality tool brand, at Lowe's. Because Lowe's knows tools, Lowe's knows pros eBay Motors is here for the ride, so minivans, sedans, JDMs, roll out. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. And with eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And now, the starting lineup. Caught it's gonna be caught and for a touchdown! No! On 98-9, the game.
2: No here at Fry Sports Center Update, the Blues open the regular season with a road game against the Dallas Stars at American Airlines Center Night St. Louis looking to get back to the postseason after missing the playoffs for the first time since 2018 last year. Blues finish 22-23 with their lowest points percentage since 2008. Titans game against Dallas gets underway at 7 p.m. The best team in St. Louis will have playoff tickets go on sale tomorrow. That is St. Louis City SC will be selling a playoff ticket starting tomorrow. City has already clinched the top seed in the Western Conference, so the club will have a home pitch advantage throughout the tournament. Tickets will be available for purchase on SeatGeek. Meanwhile, City will end the regular season the a home match against Seattle on October 21st. The Blackhawks ended the contest with three-thirds scores. Hawks fell to 1-1-0 with the loss. They visit Montreal Saturday night. The Bulls go for their first preseason win when they host the Denver Nuggets at the United Center night. Bulls are 0-1 in exhibition play, follow their 105-102 loss against the Bucks on Sunday. Tonight's game tips off at 7 o'clock. And a Bears receiver is being recognized for his masterful performance in Week 5. DJ Moore was named NFC Offensive Player of the Week yesterday. Moore caught eight passes for 230 yards and three touchdowns as the Bears beat the Washington Commanders 4-20 last Thursday.
3: Welcome back in into the starting lineup here on a At Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the sports center hit.
2: Moore becomes the first Bears receiver to win the award since Marcus Robinson in nineteen
3: ninety-nine. Yeah, there you go. First time in a long time for a well, player of that, the week. He would have had
2: to have a quarterback throw him the ball. Well, yeah, that's exactly. why there hasn't been a wide receiver win, offensive player of the week for the Bears in a long time. But finally got it this right. week, at least for a week.
3: And I was on Thursday Night Football last week. Yep. So we'll see what Thursday Night Football has in store for us this week. So uh, we'll talk about that here in uh, just a second. But now you know what time it is. Time, time for, for the polls. polls. Take a look at the high school football polls according to uh, the Associated Press, the top ten, and let's see where our area teams are ranked here. Fortunately, we don't have anyone in a 1A, but uh, Lena Winslow was still uh, their number one overall, still 12 of first place votes there. And uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to see if they uh, had any updated stats, but uh, you can just basically not even have in the stat sheet uh, a spot for passing because they just don't do it. They've yeah. only thrown one pass through six games. Oh, goodness. Well, so. they haven't needed to. Well, yeah, but they just don't do it. And they're the number one team. And everyone trying to knock them off. Do have a uh, number two team as Camp Point Central moves up there and they swap with Forrest? And uh, there have Altough jumping up from a six to number four there. And uh, had Stark County move up to a number six, a couple of spots there and Aurora Christian jumps in after they weren't ranked at all and they're currently technically tied for a tenth uh, there uh Leroy they had 11 votes Cesar also had eleven votes as well but, uh, with the uh, Casey loss unfortunately they did not receive any more votes yep. there in a uh, class two a number one is, is still Forsyth as uh, they had 12 of first place of votes, so 120 possible votes uh, they got them. Uh, Tri Valley still number two, Bloomington Central Catholic still number three, uh, Seneca still four, Knoxville still five, and uh, still six. That's the Shelbyville Rams as uh, they continue to be a seven and zero, 58 votes. They're solidly they're in that sixth mm-hmm. position there. Uh, Rockridge, uh, they jumped a couple of spots to number seven. Johnson City fell a spot to uh, number eight. Uh, Athens dropped one spot to a uh, number nine. And uh, Bismarck Hinney, they jumped in after not being ranked at all, but they only received eight votes. So knocking on the door is Breeze Modern Day, and uh, they received seven votes.
1: And
2: our,
3: Arthur? Yeah, yep. Five votes. Yep. They're now. right there, too. So they keep gaining a couple of votes here and there. Mm hmm. As we go along into the season, yep. So, uh, but that was it. 0 oh, for two A 2A and a three A. We got one of Eric's teams, uh, Byron. Oh yeah. Received every possible first place vote here, yep. twelve. So they had 120 votes. They're still up there. Uh, Princeton still at number two. Wilmington still at number three. Roxana moved up a spot to a number four. Uh, DeCoin jumped up a couple of spots to number five. Montini dropped a. Uh, uh, game So they dropped a couple of spots. They're at number 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Joe Ogden jumped up a spot to number 7. And number 8 is where we see Greenville. They jump up one spot there. And they're just one vote away from 7. Mm-hmm. So Greenville in number 8 now.
2: Yeah, solidly.
3: And number 9 is Williamsville. They dropped to three spots. They must have taken another loss this week. And we have a tie up for 10th including a local team, as Mount Carmel has jumped back in as they are at number 10 after previously not ranked after their victory against Casey last
2: week. Yep, good good job on Mount Carmel. You knew it was only a matter of time um, mm-hmm. before they got back in the polls. I'm surprised it kind of took them this long, but that's how weak the Little line I is this year. Right?
3: Yeah, I would agree. I, I was surprised not to see them getting more votes as we've gone along, but uh, now they jump back into mm-hmm. the uh, top 10. Um, And then we see for the very first time this season, I think, uh, that we've seen Sullivan's name pop up. They received one, one vote in 3A in the polls.
2: One's better than none.
3: (laughs) At least they have their name here. So that's, that's good from that. Perspective. So, uh, you know, 4A Rochester's is still number one there. They got 10 first place votes, and Morris picked up the other two. So, they're uh, number two spot. Murfreesboro, they moved up to a number three in all of 4A. IC Catholic dropped the spot. They swapped with Murfreesboro there at number four. Uh, Richmond Burton jumped up a couple of spots to number five. I guess they're technically tied for fifth with St. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at number 10, we uh, see uh, Mount Zion, as they're still holding steady there. They were technically tied for 10th last week, but uh, they stand alone at number 10 they yep. They're The team that they were tied for 10th with didn't even make the polls. Uh, Carterville, they received as seven uh, votes, just missing out there. Uh, Breeze Central with three, but that's really about it Yeah, in 4A. And in a 5A... Uh, Prairie Ridge is still number one uh, there they received 11 votes uh, Sycamore received the other first place vote uh, Morton jumps up there to a uh, number seven as they were number 10 last week and uh, Muhammad Seymour they're receiving 10 votes Highland received seven votes in the 5a polls but uh, Muhammad Seymour still a number Number 10 votes, and they got a, a lot to go to potentially jump in here to the 5 or into the top 10. Right. With only 10 votes, and number 10 is Peoria now. They have 26 votes. Yeah, so, a lot of ground to cover. And not a lot of time nope. to cover More it there. Matchups. Yeah. And then 6A, I always like to mention this, because East St. Louis still number one. still number 1. But... I thought it was interesting in six uh, A, half of the top ten is five and two. So your argument is not even valid anymore of their five and two record because half the field is five and right. two, half the top ten. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I always love bringing that up, Bob. Uh, what else you got? I was
2: gonna say so earlier. I teased about something old that uh-huh. is being brought back brought out of the mothballs that could affect the future travis Mm -hmm. the district discussion is back on the table for ihsa no is it four conferences proposed to ihsa in their meeting on tuesday that we need to relook at districting again and it will probably be on the november ballot to be voted on now again Mm. districting was passed and then repealed um later because of uh travel issues they said due to covid because it was during it was passed in 2018 it was going to be implemented in 2020 and then because of covid there was no football and so they Mm -hmm. just pulled out and said no we went backwards then with the gas issues and and just Mm -hmm. issues in general Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah that's uh that's where we're at back
3: on the table huh
2: back on the table supposedly some of the more northern conferences are wanting districting sure. which is a little bit more surprising maybe because districting i always thought was kind of down here it was a a south thing to kind of help with scheduling issues mm-hmm. the fact that some of these suburb conferences are the ones asking to reopen this discussion makes me think it may gain more traction mm-hmm. and it could be a possibility now a lot of people mm-hmm. hate the idea of districting
3: I mean, it's already passed once, so who's to say that it's going to – I wouldn't be surprised if it gets passed again.
2: Exactly. And I think it depends. Uh, Looking at some other states, I did a little bit of – this just came out this morning. Doing a little bit of quick research, you know, I was looking over at Missouri. Missouri does districting. Hmm. They have seven schools in a district, which means you still have non-district games. So you could – you know, Effingham could still play Breeze Modern Day or – you know, Cumberland mm-hmm. could play a Shelbyville or whatever outside of your district because those would be different classes. So, again, I always thought that districting was good for some of the smaller schools around here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We'll see if it passes again. Yeah. You know, we've talked before about the Lincoln Prairie Conference kind of being made because districting didn't happen.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I'm sure that there are a couple of schools around here that would like districting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we'll have to see.
1: Yeah,
3: but, uh, you know, you look at a team like uh, or a conference like the Apollo now to uh, down, down to six teams. Mm-hmm. So that would maybe solve those issues, issues of uh, scheduling and uh, whatnot. I know the CIC is also uh, was uh, hurting for teams, but they're going to be uh, teaming up with another conference right. going forward uh, next season. Um, so they kind going to have that. Ironed out as well. So, and now with the Lincoln Prairie adding mm-hmm. Sullivan and Acamos, they're fine now with the yep. close conference. So maybe they wouldn't be so uh, uh, proponent of district now that they now that they're pretty solid mm-hmm. with ten teams. So it was so. passed
2: in twenty eighteen. It was to begin in twenty twenty one, and then in twenty nineteen they scrapped the whole idea.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. So. I remember that we, we dove into it extensively yep. Yep. because it was going to get passed, and then all of a sudden, nah, we're just kidding. Yep. It's so not actually going to happen.
2: We will see. Um, you know, and, you know, all you got to do is just do a quick look, and you can find some of those old proposed districts that people, you know, right. mock districts that, you know, you could have had and stuff like that. Right. Um, I, I don't think it'll look the same, obviously, because some schools have changed in size since then sure yeah um but again i think it's i think it's something that again if schools more to the north are starting to talk about it it makes me feel like it's gaining traction there's also something and i totally forgot about this until i was looking at some boards i don't know if you remember travis a year ago the ihsa came up with a committee to look at public versus private and look at splitting the schools because there's a lot of schools up in the chicago area that are private schools but are lower classes because it's a private school so it's smaller Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that there may be a ruling coming on that possibly on the study the the findings of that committee and we may split private public which again could change football with you know a bishop mac an ic catholic kind of those private schools would be moved over into a separate kind of division
3: Right, yeah, I do kind of remember that conversation and always being a, a hot-button hot button topic yep. uh, about that. So
2: November, we'll kind of know more about the proposals that are being proposed. In December, they will vote. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully in the next month or so, we will have that list of proposals not just for for football for all sports and we'll dive into those uh coming up in november
3: yep so we'll revisit that at a later date just like they revisited we knew it would come up again uh with the district saying sure enough here it is all right so we're up against the clock and uh, we'll come back talking a little hockey talking a little football throwing around a little pigskin and uh, we'll close out the starting lineup with that coming up next
1: The starting lineup from 98-9 The Game Studios will be right back.
0: Imagine the possibilities with Totopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel and Effingham, Equal Housing Lender and Member FDIC.
1: If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty Medi- Medi- early, cheesy early. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, nope. it's nachos. Look, as long as there's a nice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve.
0: Football is back, and NFL Plus has you covered. Get NFL Plus, and you'll never miss a moment of live football action this season. With live, local, and primetime games on mobile, NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, live game audio, and more, all in one place. That's right. This season, get NFL Red Zone and NFL Plus Premium so you never miss a touchdown. That's every touchdown from every game, every Sunday during the regular season, across devices. Sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply.
2: And now. Mayor Fry Sports Center Update. Missouri hosts South Carolina tomorrow in the battle for the Mayor's Cup Trophy. Tigers enter at 4-5, while the Gamecocks are 5-4. Who really kind of cares about that game? Uh, Carson Wentz ooh, wah, ah, 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 was down with the sickness as he's dealing with an illness as Indy will host the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. The starting
3: lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the starting lineup on 98.9 and the uh, game. It's I thought right that was there. a good one. I mean, uh, that one was was definitely uh, noteworthy. Was was I, I definitely wrote that
1: down to uh, <laughs> save that one for a future bumper. On 98.9, the game.
3: Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 the game, ESPN Radio. Travis Marks, Eric Fry here with you, and we're not here on terrestrial radio for very much longer. But uh, let's take a look at uh, the action that happened in the uh, NHL last night. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Carter Bedard, the Golden Goose. He uh, finally got on the board as he only took him his uh, second game and only 893 goals behind Wayne Gretzky. And uh, the team lost, though. So uh, that was in the first period that uh, Connor got the goal. So only one of the game for the Blackhawks was uh, Connor Bedard as the Bruins got the dub. They scored a goal in every single period uh, there, including a couple from Pasternak there and they got the win 3 to 1. Elsewhere, it was a, a shootout victory over uh, the Canadiens for Toronto as they won this one 6 to 5 in Austin Matthews first game of the season, it's just your everyday hat trick. Uh for Austin in his first game of the season. Uh the Hurricanes, they picked up the uh, dub over the uh, Senators 5 to 3. Was the uh, Flames also a 5 to 3 Over the uh, Jets. And it was the Canucks. Not everyone expected here. As it was uh, four goals. uh, By Beau for the uh, Canucks. Four goals. 8-1 to was the final. So Connor McDavid and Edmonton going down in blowout fashion in the first game of their season. And also this one was on national television. Uh, This was after the Blackhawks-Bruins game. And it was the Avalanche getting the win over the Kings, and it was a 5-2 score there. Uh, Miko Radnan uh, picked up a couple of goals for the Avs. Nathan McKinnon added a goal as well in Colorado's win. Uh, We got action today in the world of hockey, and yes, I'm wearing my Blues gear today. As they begin their season, 7 o'clock, against the Dallas Stars. Also, first games for the Rangers and Sabres. Flyers against the Blue Jackets. Red Wings against the Devils. uh, The Kraken and Predators, their second game already. They'll be squaring off against each other. Uh, Panthers begin the season in Minnesota against the Wild. And Vegas, their second game of the season. But they'll be taking on San Jose, who has yet to hit the ice there. This evening. So I'll definitely be keeping one eye out there in Dallas for that one. And of course, I'll be checking out the uh, Thursday night football game as well, kicking off the uh, week number six of the NFL season. As I'm sure everyone else, extra eyes will be on this game uh, as well because Amazon Prime, I'm sure, is glad that there are reports from TMZ. And uh, that Taylor Swift will be in attendance tonight's game against the Broncos. And uh, there are some reports out there that Travis Kelsey may not even play in this game. Could he possibly be sitting in the press box, or not the press box, but the uh, suite with Taylor? Possibly if he doesn't play? I highly doubt it. But it looks like she's going to be there coming off her movie premiere uh, last night, and she was dancing her own songs. Beyonce was there as well, but it looks like uh, she'll be in attendance for uh, Travis's game tonight. The Chiefs, so are you watching? Is he playing? I still don't know.
2: That's what I want to know. That's the important thing to me. I really don't care about T-Swift. But...
3: You got Travis Kelsey on your fantasy team or something? He's questionable.
2: Uh, questionable, mm-hmm. All right, well, I'll just bide my time then.
3: I mean, he's got to play. I mean, his girlfriend's going to be there, so he's got to play.
2: Or he doesn't have to play because his girlfriend's going to be there.
3: So, uh, Patrick Mahomes called uh, Travis' Kelsey's effort against the Vikings legendary. Legendary. I don't know if I quite got that far. But, uh, yep, it looks like he's uh, questionable with that ankle injury. So we'll wait and see uh, for that. And hopefully the Chiefs can finally get going uh, here against the uh, Broncos, who just seem to be uh, unloading some people. They already unloaded one uh, defender, and it looks like they might be uh, parting ways with uh, pass rusher Frank Clark. As well, so everybody just jumping off the ship, and Field Yates reported that
2: um, there. So, Just want to know, Travis, you got to go back to 2015, the last time the Chiefs lost to the Broncos. Yeah, so
3: Kansas City owned this matchup. So, uh, we'll see. We'll be uh, tuning in. I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. else will be tuning in as well tonight. I will not. <laughs> Except for Eric. <laughs> Eric's gonna be the one, the one few. I'm
2: Prime. I ain't watching that.
3: Oh, there are ways. There are ways to watch it.
2: We have ways of making you talk.
3: Mm-hmm. So. Uh, We'll be back to talk about that tomorrow as well as uh, some high school football action. We got a couple of coaches uh, coming up in uh, the uh, podcast. We got baseball later on this evening. uh, That great game with the Braves and the Phillies. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe.
1: So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98 9 The Game. Suzuki, the call. Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, my goodness.
3: Welcome back in. and Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting uh, lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here. And we got some uh, this date in uh, sports history. Coming at you, as well as we got some area coaches as well. Our two teams that we cover over on WCRA and Jack FM on Fridays, normally on Fridays, mm-hmm. but uh, Cumberland, Coach Watkins, and uh, Coach Hefner from the FEM Hearts is on the way here on the program. So, first, before you get to uh, those two gentlemen, is there anything on Sports Center that you wanted to hit on?
2: Yes. Uh, the Cubs are getting rid of two members of last year's coaching staff, the team fired game strategy coach. Craig Driver and bullpen coach Chris Young yesterday. Driver had spent the last four seasons with the Cubs after being hired in 2020 while Young first joined the team in 2019. The Aces are one win away from their second straight WNBA championship as they crush the Liberty 104-76 in Game 2 of the WNBA Finals at McLeod Ultra Arena. The teams will meet in Game 3 on Sunday in Brooklyn.
3: Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. one over?
2: I, think it's over. I mean, it certainly
3: seems that way. I mean, I thought that uh, the Liberty, Liberty was supposed to be like yeah
2: one of the better teams, and apparently not. Uh,
3: they don't look good against know. the other great teams. So yep. uh, yeah, that series might be over.
2: Uh, the Kansas men's basketball program is being placed on a three-year probation. In addition to probation, the Jayhawks will have to vacate their 2018 Final Four appearance and wins from that season due to Silvo de Souza's role. Now, Souza was among players who were tied to former Adidas executive. James Gatto, who was accused of facilitate, uh, facilitating money to recruits' families. Head coach Bill Self and the Jayhawks will not face any additional serious punishment from the FBI's 2017 investigation into college hoops. The program will not face any postseason ban, and Self and assistant coach Curtis Townsend will face no further suspension. Self said that he was, quote, very happy that the investigation has been completed.
3: Mm, I bet be he does. Is, yeah.
2: And finally, one of the top high school basketball players in the country is reclassifying to the 2025 class. Forward A.J. Dibonsta announced that he is moving to the 2025 recruiting class after being one of the top prospects for the 2026 class. He is considered an early favorite for the top overall pick in the 2026 NBA draft. The six-foot-eight forward currently plays at Prolific Prep in Napa, California. He's originally from Brockton, Massachusetts. He already has offers from Alabama, Texas, USC, and several other schools. Not the Illini. Not, that is sports center.
3: No, not the uh, not the Illini. Not the Illini. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to I just to clarify
2: that in case you didn't. Know. Well, yeah, I kind
3: of figured. Yeah. Just wanted to <laughs>
2: wanted to make sure we were all on the same page.
3: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Kinda, kinda figured. Yep. Figured as much. I uh, did see a couple things for uh, Illinois uh, basketball. The the uh, uh, for that. Practice that were not really practice, but exhibition. Yesterday with the uh, Jayhawks, the uh, uh, tickets are not on, uh, on sale to the public. They had uh, for iFund members an exclusive uh, presale uh, before before the public went on sale, but they went on sale uh, yesterday for the October 29th uh, game there the State Farm Center for uh, benefiting uh, Maui uh, Strong Relief. Funds, So uh, I saw that yesterday and uh, that uh, season tickets for the uh, students went on sale yesterday as well or a couple of days ago and it sold out within 24 hours. So the Orange Crush show up again for a season ticket saying there was uh, a basketball media days for the Big Ten uh, there and Terrence Shannon Jr., Coach Underwood, Coleman Hawkins were in attendance uh, there showing off for the media. There. Linai, though, basketball, you know, projected. I saw some people projecting us top three in the Big Ten. So, you know, great. Um, we'll talk. I know it's all, all about watch. March. I know. But uh hey, at least we're top three in something. It's not going to be football.
2: Right. I think some people projected the football team to be the top three, too. And look where we are now. Yep,
3: so. look where we are. Yep, we see how that worked out. Not great. And. It's against Maryland, Maryland this week. At least it's on a traditional Saturday in a traditional 2.30 uh, start time, I yep. believe. Yep. Uh, we'll pick that game tomorrow. Uh, currently, uh, the Terrapins, two touchdown favorites against the Illini. Will Travis go against the spread? Find out
2: tomorrow. Find out tomorrow.
3: On Pick'Em, the games that we pick there and we got high school games to uh, pick tomorrow we got a nascar to get to we got nascar pick them to get to uh, tomorrow and a preview of the high school uh, week eight slate of games and uh, speaking of high school football let's hear from those two area coaches right here right now coach watkins and uh, coach hefner from cumberland and FEM. hear from those gentlemen
2: right now Eric Fry, happy to be joined by Coach Watkins of the Cumberland Pirates here on the starting lineup. And, Coach, uh, Saturday's game was all about Cumberland as uh, it seemed like got on the board early, 14 points in that first quarter, never looked back, 28 points in that second quarter. How big of a win was that just to kind of gain some confidence heading into this Nicomas game taking up place this Friday? Mm-hmm. And we talked uh, post-game about getting some of those younger players some varsity minutes against that Tri-County team. How important was that, not just for this year, but looking forward into the future as well? And you mentioned getting that fifth win on Saturday. Now, no, that's not the goal, just get five wins. But does it kind of make things not, you know, like you said, it doesn't guarantee anything, and that's not the end goal, of course. But does it make things a little bit easier knowing you're not playing with your back against the wall these final two weeks? hmm I was going to say, let's talk about this week. Taking on a team that... I don't think, uh, looking through my record books, I don't think Cumberland's ever faced Nekomis in football. Uh, they're sitting at 3-4, and four, just had two very tough weeks against 7-0 and Arthur. They lost 43-23 a couple weeks ago, and then a eight-point game against Sullivan. Both those were road games. Now they're going to come back home, take on the Pirates. Uh, how do you feel about taking on a, a team that's coming off of two very tough weeks on the road and now coming back home uh, for Nekomis with their playoff you know hopes on the line? And, Coach, you know, we talk um, talking back about the Cumberland Pirates this season. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, offense. Offense is always, you know, they always say offense is what's written on, in the paper. And, and, you know, it's what we talk about with yards and points and stuff like that. But let's give a tip of the hat to the Pirate defense this season. Minus the Sullivan game, this Pirate defense has not given up more than 14 points a game. Is that something you're leaning on more so as we get kind of into the cold winter months when it kind of gets harder to throw the football? Is that defense stopping the runs like they've been able to do? Mm-hmm. All right, Coach, we'll wish you the best of luck against the Comas. We'll talk to you after the game uh, on WCRA, all right?
3: Travis Sparks here with FEM head coach Brett Hefner. And uh, Coach, last week against Muhammad, it was a 47-0 to nothing, uh, defeat. We knew it was a talented Muhammad squad, but it was a rough night all the way around, rough conditions, and it was a, a rough night on Friday.
0: Yeah, it was. I thought we had a chance early, to, and we did some good things early uh, on both sides of the ball. But just didn't didn't make plays when we needed to to kind of stay in the game and um, you know against any team but especially a really good team you don't take advantage of those opportunities it's going to be in for a long night and and uh, that's kind of what it turned into.
3: All right, and how do you bounce back from a performance like that? Do you just burn the tape and just say forget about it? And that was last week. It was what it was, and just kind of move on.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I tell you what, we tried to do were were when we went through some of the film were were to point out look at how things go when you do things correctly. Mm -hmm. And now look at, you know, there isn't much margin for error and look at what happens when you don't. And uh, it's the same story, you know, when when we don't turn the ball over and we – and we do some good things, we're a pretty good team. And and when we don't, it, it goes sideways pretty quickly.
3: Right, and like you mentioned there, then the first half of that you guys played pretty well, defensively only holding them to a couple of scores there. And uh, Gillum also had some uh, good runs in the early going as well.
0: Yeah, and, and he did a nice job. Uh, you know, we got to use him. Again, it's just tricky to, to use him a ton uh, sure. w- without, you know, having much uh, experience sitting in there and behind him. Uh, but something that we need to utilize a little bit more and uh, probably will utilize a little bit more this week.
3: And I talked about it on a Friday as well, but you guys got it close there. You took advantage of some short fields, but you got into the red zone. You just couldn't quite get in. Yeah, it's, there it's and tough, points.
0: man. Those uh, When you see teams like that that are athletic enough to defend you without any safety help, I try and tell people all the time, football's a, a numbers game. You always want to be on the plus one end of it. And when, when teams can play you straight, man, and, and outnumber you in the box and you can't do anything about it, out wide mm-hmm. it, it makes things difficult and uh that's kind of the boat we were in on friday
3: right and then things just kind of fell apart there in the second half and they eventually busted a wide open in the third quarter yeah and,
0: uh, we up gave up there. gave up a couple of big uh big plays which you know we, we don't want to do they but you know teams like that that have multiple guys that you have to cover you can't double everybody mm-hmm. and uh they do a good job of getting you singled up and with motion and formations and things like that. And, um, you know, got us, got loose a couple times. And so certainly not the outcome that we wanted, but you know, like you said, we, we took a few of the good and, uh, and pointed out a couple of the bad. And then, and then, yeah, you wash it because you got to move on to this when you can't have any any hangover from from last week Mm -hmm. and
3: uh, now in uh, week A, you you're in position of a three and four record two weeks to go and uh, two weeks to get to those uh, magical number of uh, five wins and I know you don't like the analogy of a must win so we won't use that but you really need this one yeah we
0: do and it's frustrating we talk to the kids I mean it is what it is I mean exactly what you said I mean it it is, you know, you know we've got two left and we got to get both of them. Can't get both of them without getting the first one. Mm-hmm. Just frustrating because we put ourselves in this position. Like we told the kids, you know, at worst we should probably be five and two right now. Probably should have won the Mount Carmel game. A couple turnovers killed us in the Charleston game to lose that one by four and have, You know, so mm-hmm. those are two games that I thought we just kind of in essence hurt ourselves and kind of gave the other yeah. team didn't win or earn them we kind of gave them and and so instead of being 5 and 2 and kind of playing with house money a little bit to, yeah. to, to try and improve your seed, we're fighting for our life. So, uh, so yeah, so it is an important one and one that we have to get. And
3: it's a tough opponent as well, Mount Zion. It had some good battles over the years, and I uh, you know how talented they are on the offensive end with their quarterback, Macoby Adams, and the skill guys and the receivers, guys like Trimble, McAtee, and uh, J.C. Anderson as well. So, uh, a talented squad coming in. Yeah,
0: it is. It's a little bit different than if, it, you know, Muhammad will place a little bit more emphasis on the run, and and you know these guys aren't nearly as as adept at running the ball as Muhammad. So sure. from that standpoint, but but they've got four guys that that can that that anytime they touch the ball can can be gone, and mm-hmm. uh, so that poses different uh, different problems, you know. And and so uh, we're gonna have to do a good job of mixing some things up. They're very well coached, and they've seen a number of different looks. So the big thing will be to try not to let them get a comfortable look on what we're doing mm-hmm. and get comfortable in that. But, uh, you know, we have to find ways to defensively to keep the ball in front of us and, 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 and make some plays and be aware, especially especially be aware of where Trimble is, number one, you know, and, and, and Magatee number two. But the other two guys are, are every bit as good. But you, like I sure. you said, you can't double everybody. You can't do those sort of things. So, And then offensively, we've got to do a good job of keeping the ball out of their hands. You know, it's like we told our kids, we've had the blueprint the last two years. You know, we went up there two years ago, kind of a similar situation, and uh, held on to the ball, uh, made enough plays defensively, but kept the ball out of their hands and ran the ball, Mm -hmm. shortened the game down, ended up with a win. Last year, we ran 80 plays offense to their 30 plays offense, and, and didn't capitalize on that yeah. and uh so that that's the blueprint it's whether or not you know that we can then we can execute the blueprint and finish it off this week yeah, and you mentioned
3: last year it was a 39 36 thriller in overtime i don't know if we're gonna get that many points on the board whether it might be a factor uh come up on friday
0: well i hope it's not that many points on the board if that's that many points on the board that's not how that's not probably good for us but uh-huh. um you know, I I think I think our kids hopefully know know what we have to do and, and hopefully we can execute and get it done.
3: And it's also the last home game of the regular season as well, and uh, it's a senior night, so it's important to get a win for the 13 seniors.
0: Yeah, you know, the it's the last football. last time that they'll be out there regular season wise. Uh, you know, it'd be great to to know we're getting another one an opportunity in the playoff situation. But, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, so it's an important one for a number of reasons. All
3: right, Coach, well, we'll uh, let you go here, and we'll get to prepping for uh, Mount Zion, and uh, we'll talk to you on Friday night.
0: Sounds good. Thank you.
3: Appreciate those two uh, gentlemen uh, for hopping on uh, the uh, program, and uh, let's uh, close out here with uh, some... The state in sports history, so what do we got for today? All
2: right, not a whole lot, just a couple of things. Uh, on this day in 1997, LeVon Hernandez struck out 15 Braves in a complete game win for the Marlins in Game 5 of the NLCS. The final call to strikeout to end the game was emblematic of home plate umpire Eric Gregg's abnormally large strike zone.
3: Mm, Levon Hernandez.
2: Yes, that's a name, isn't it? <laughs> yes, what an obscure so, name. again, struck out 15 Braves. Could we see a repeat tonight of Braves getting struck out? And yeah, maybe, maybe. On this day in 2010, Cliff Lee throws a complete game with 11 Ks and no walks at Tropicana Field. In Kinsler notches a three RBIs, including a two-run homer in the ninth, as the Rangers defeated the Rays in the ALDS to achieve the franchise's first-ever postseason series victory. They backed it up with another one. Well, yeah, they did, didn't they? Rangers won. Yes. I'm losing my mind over here. Don't, Don't mind me. They won. The Rangers won.
3: Through, uh, that series?
2: They won that series. It was their first ever postseason series victory back in 2010. Now I was gonna say they celebrated by wrapping up a series yesterday, but they did it a day ago.
3: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Two days ago.
2: Yep. Don't mind me. I'm just over here. <laughs> and American Austin Matthews on 2016. In 2016 the first rookie to score four goals in his NHL debut, but the Maple Leafs lose to the centers, 5-4 in overtime on the first night of the 16-17 regular season, and that was just a omen for Austin Matthews' career. Just an
3: omen. Yeah. And then he goes out and scores a hat-trick last night. Yep.
2: Yeah. Did they win?
3: Uh, Toronto, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Because in this one, he became the first rookie to score four, four goals in his debut, and then he still lost
3: five to four yeah you know you don't talk about conor mcdavid's game last night
2: why not travis
3: well they lost eight to one.
2: Ooh, that's bad
3: yeah not
2: great it's okay it's only one
3: it is only one
2: got lots more in front of you
3: plenty more 81 more to go
2: there you go i'm glad you know the number
3: <laughs> well you know resident hockey fan here the hockey expert on the starting lineup.
2: If you're the hockey expert, Travis, then we need to start doing a hockey pick'em so I can win that. Because <laughs> I'm the NASCAR expert, but you wouldn't pick Pick'em, so
3: <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how that would work. Uh but uh yeah, I hockey expert I guess. It's a game a day. On this. A game a day. Ugh. Yeah. I'd be tired of
2: doing pick'em. <laughs>
3: yeah, we don't wanna kill the town. We don't wanna kill the gimmick. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, we're getting close already. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's getting close. We got
2: enough football.
3: Jump the shark. that would
2: be like if we started doing high school basketball. Pick 'em.
3: Ooh, ooh.
2: <laughs>
3: now, now you're thinking.
2: <laughs> throwing U of I games, throwing NBA games if we broadcast them.
3: Hmm. Now that might be a stretch.
2: <laughs>
3: but high school basketball <laughs> might have to revisit that. Oh yeah. Okay. I just broke this pin. Oh, no. Those things are so easy. Yeah, it's a cheap pin. Easy to break. So... (laughs) All right. You don't have anything else? I got nothing else. I'm done. All right. So we'll get on out of here, and we'll be back for your Friday football preview tomorrow. And talk about the NFL college football leading into uh, the Illini lead into the sports spectacular powered by the on a tomorrow on 98.9. So until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading.
1: Peace.